Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. Hey, good morning. Uh, As John and Jacob had mentioned, if you'll open up your Bibles to John chapter 16, where you can click over there, that is where we are going to be at today. Uh, By the way, John is the fourth book in the New Testament, Um, so if you get a little bit past halfway, you're probably going to find John. Uh, I do want to welcome you to, uh, to Lighthouse Community. I do want to say happy Father's Day uh, to all the dads out there. and just grateful for, for all the men, uh, both in the house and, and online. And uh, welcome, by the way, to everybody this morning uh, at Bluffton Community, um, our online campus, and then here in the house. Super glad every one of you are here today. We are wrapping up our series on the Holy Spirit today. Supernatural. We've been journeying for the last eight weeks, discovering what does the Bible say about who the Holy Spirit is. And so today, we're done. It's over. We'll never talk about the Holy Spirit ever again, <laughs> right? Uh, hey, uh, you're also, uh, just want to give you a quick, quick heads up. One of the things that's really important to us here at Lighthouse is prayer. And so uh, prior to COVID, one of the things that was a regular part of our church family is at the end of every service, uh, we would have leaders available for uh, you to pray with about any area of your life. And so uh, when COVID kind of hit, we we had to dial back on that. Um, But we've kind of been talking and making decisions as leaders, and we decided that today uh, prayer leaders are coming back at the end of the service. So we are really, really excited about that. So uh, if you want to pray about anything, uh, there are going to be prayer leaders at every corner of the room. So one up here, one here, one in the back, one in the back. And then uh, if you're joining us online, you can submit your prayer requests at any point uh, online right there on Facebook or go to our website, uh, mylighthousecommunity.com forward slash prayer, uh, and you can share your requests there uh, 24-7. We'll get those and we're ready to pray with you. So today uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and we're talking about specifically hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. When is the last time that you heard God speak to you? When's the last time that you remember hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into your life? Now, for for some of us, right, we're here this morning, and we can clearly remember the last time we heard the Holy Spirit speak to us, and we remember what he said, we remember what we were doing, we remember whether we responded with obedience or we didn't, Uh, you know, we remember all of those things, right? Uh, Others of us, even with that question, you're kind of getting suspicious, right? You're like, "What what do you mean, heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, what are you, some kind of charismatic hippie or something? You know, you're like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know about all this stuff. What are you talking about? And still other people are going, well, what do you mean the voice? Like the, the spirit has a voice? Is it like James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman? Or like, is that, is that what? And so I think sometimes, or not sometimes, many times there's confusion on what the voice of the Holy Spirit is, right? Is it, is it audible? Is it a feeling? Is it a thought? Is it an emotion? Is it the way circumstances kind of just fall together almost seemingly into place? 
Is it like when a song plays at the like perfect time and you're like, oh, the soundtrack of my life, uh, you know, whatever it may be. And, and how do you distinguish between the Holy Spirit and something else? All right, so there's like all of these questions there, and, and I'm sure there's those questions and more represented in this room, represented online and at Bluffton, um, and all those places. And so uh, I would love to go through and answer all of those questions. We, don't, we can't do that today, but what I do want to uh, do is let's look at John chapter 16, and let's see what Jesus has to say about the voice of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of our time, I think we're going to be able to answer the question, does the Holy Spirit speak? And if so... How do I hear him, right? That's where we're going to be at today. And so before we read John chapter 16, we're going to start in verse 12 uh, when we do begin reading. But let me give you a brief context beforehand. So what you've got here is you've got, uh, you know, John 16 is kind of in this uh, chunk of, of Jesus teaching and speaking with his disciples that kind of starts all the way back, uh, John chapter 12, 13, and goes clear through John chapter 17. And so uh, what that time period is, it's kind of the final hours leading up to Jesus' arrest, his trial, and his death, and his resurrection. So all of that uh, is taking place after John chapter 13 through 17. And what, what John does here is he takes five chapters and he basically zooms in on some really critical conversations and teachings that Jesus has with his disciples. All right? And so that's kind of just know that. And so it begins with Jesus washing their feet. Uh, Jesus challenges his disciples to love one another with this uh, servanthood about them. Jesus explains uh, what a relationship with him looks like by using the analogy of a vine and branches, right? Uh, And so uh, Jesus actually warns his disciples right before this that the world is going to hate you the same way that the world hated me. All of these things and more are leading up to what we're going to read this morning. And then Jesus makes this statement. He says, listen, I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave, and it's actually better for you that I go. Because if I don't go, then the advocate won't come. And if you remember from week two, the advocate is the Holy Spirit. So he says, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit doesn't come. But if I do go, then the Holy Spirit will come. And that is better for you, right? And that's where our passage picks up. So I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. You can follow along with uh, whatever version you happen to have, but uh, it'll also be on the screen behind me. It says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so Jesus packs so much in these few sentences. And I want to zero in on three words that you'll find in verse 13. And if we don't zero in on those, we're really going to miss a critical piece of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right? Because Jesus says something really, really clear in verse 13. He says this about the Holy Spirit, these three words. He will speak. That's what Jesus said. He will speak. 
And if you, if you don't catch anything else this morning, right, if you've got plans like, hey, I got Sudoku that starts at 945, you know, like just hang with me for like 30 more seconds and catch this. If you don't hear anything else, God's Spirit will speak. God's Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak. And you've got to catch that. And you've got to own that, Right? And so when, when we have this really clear truth that the Holy Spirit will speak, that begs a question, for me anyways, maybe for you too. And the question may be this, who? Who will the Holy Spirit speak to? Who will the Holy Spirit speak to? Well, uh, before we answer the obvious answer on that, uh, I'd like to go to the less obvious one. If you look at the verses just before the ones that we read, right, verses 8 through 11, you'll see uh, some of the people that the Holy Spirit speaks to. Uh, this is Jesus, again, speaking about the Holy Spirit. And when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they, don't, they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to people who are not yet believers. You need to know that. The Holy Spirit actually does talk to people who have not come to faith in Jesus Christ just yet. But you have to know this. His message to them is singular. He has one message, and the message is this. Turn away from self-leadership and put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's the one message that he consistently shares with people who have not said yes to Jesus Christ, right? And that's what, right? that's what Jesus said. He's going to speak to them concerning sin. He's going to speak to them concerning righteousness. He's going to speak to them concerning judgment. And so all of those things are wrapped up in a relationship, a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the Holy Spirit does speak to people who are not of faith yet, but the message is always the same. Put your faith in Jesus. Trust Jesus. Come to know the Father through the Son, right? He's constantly saying that. There's no other message he speaks to people who aren't of faith yet. It's the same one again and again and again. Turn from self-leadership and follow Jesus. And so that's one group that the Holy Spirit speaks to. But then there's another group that the Holy Spirit speaks to as well, right? If you remember in verse 12, Jesus starts out that passage. He says, listen, I have so many things I want to say to you but you couldn't handle it. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a second. But who's the you? Who's Jesus talking to here in this passage? Yeah, he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to his disciples who've been walking with him. So we know that the Holy Spirit speaks to the disciples of Jesus Christ, to those people who have said yes to Jesus as their forgiver and leader, to those people who have put their faith in Jesus, people who have thrown down their own efforts at a better life right? I'm going to be a better dad. I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to be more effective. I'm going to be more successful. These people have thrown down leadership of their life on their own and have actually turned to trusting Jesus and following his leadership. Instead, the Holy Spirit speaks to those people. And the Bible says, actually, when you put your faith, when you genuinely come to faith in Jesus, there's a gift you're given. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you, right? So, of course, it makes sense that the Holy Spirit would speak to people who have said yes to Jesus Christ. And so what kinds of things does the Spirit speak to Jesus' disciples? Well, for Jesus' first disciples, he said, listen, I got all these things. I want to tell you all these things, but you you couldn't handle it, right? You, You couldn't handle it even if you wanted to, right? What kind of things do you think Jesus was was like talking about? I have all these things I want to tell you but you, you wouldn't even be able to handle it, right? It's like the Jack Nicholson moment. 
right? You can't handle what I'm about to tell you, right? <laughs> I wonder if it was things, because he was always clear about his death. Prior to this moment, he was clear about his resurrection. I wonder if he was like referring to the ascension, right? Hey, there's actually going to be a moment. Yes, I'm going to rise from the dead, but then I'm actually also going to rise back to the Father. I'm going to ascend to the Father. I'm actually going to be gone, like for real, gone, gone. And they might be like, no, wait, what? I don't understand that. What do you mean? Maybe he was, he was saying, I can't even begin to describe to you the inexpressible joy of what it means to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. If I tried to describe it, you wouldn't be able to handle it. It's one of those things you, you experience it and you know it or you have no clue and it's, it's like impossible to, to verbally translate to another person. I wonder if it was that. I wonder if it was uh, things like the challenges and the suffering and the opposition that they would face for sharing the gospel, right? Maybe, that, maybe those specific things were too much. Maybe it was, hey, uh, you're going to have this guy who's like the biggest opponent to Christianity. He travels around. He arrests uh, Christians. He chases them down. He hunts them down. He actually uh, approves of their killing. Yeah, that guy, um, I'm going to transform his life, and he's going to become an apostle alongside of you. Right? What? Jesus, what are you doing? Or maybe it was things like um, every single one of you are going to go to your death for the gospel. You're all going to give your lives for the gospel. I wonder if it was those types of things Jesus was referring to. That even, even if Jesus told them, they wouldn't be able to handle it. Right? If they knew, they, would, they wouldn't even able to, able, even able to grasp all of the things that God was going to do in them and through them ahead of time. Think about it. The miracles, the teachings, the heartaches, right? all of those things. Knowing all of those things ahead of time. Do you think they could have carried the weight of knowing everything that they were going to face ahead of time? Do you think they could have handled that? Like knowing all of those things? Do you think you could handle knowing all the things that are going to happen in your life before they happen well ahead of time? Do you think you could handle that? You couldn't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. You could. Some of you guys have interviews this week, and you're freaking out about it, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, what did they ask? What did they ask? Right? If you knew, if you were privy to everything that was going to happen ahead of your life, you know what you would end up like? Like a squirrel on speed. Like, you know, I'm just like freaking out all the time, like shoving food in your mouth, right? You know, just like eating your emotions. So, I mean, all of this stuff, you just be freaking out. And that's why, that's exactly why Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit takes up residency in you, he's going to guide you. He's going to be your guide. And when Jesus is using this word guide, he's saying the Holy Spirit's going to walk with you in real time. It's kind of like, you know, if you, if you, had your, you, know, you have your sight, you can see, and you're helping a friend who, who can't see, right? They're blind, they don't have the ability to see, and you literally walk them through unfamiliar territory. They don't know what's coming in front of them. You're just like, okay, come on, all right, be careful. There's this thing here, so you're going to take a step up. You're going to all that kind of stuff. Or you ever moved with somebody, and you're like walking backwards, like with the sofa, and the person who's caring is like, okay, there's a step coming. Okay, thanks, Einstein. Right? Like, you know, and okay, step up. You know, like that's, that's kind of a little bit what, uh, you know, Holy Spirit. It's like he's guiding us. He's walking with us in real time. It's like a shepherd who walks with his sheep, right, speaking, giving guidance. It's like a friend who's explaining to somebody who just came to faith, what, is, what does this truth in the scripture mean? What does this look like? How does this play out? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us in that way. And, and he says this 
listen, the Holy Spirit. Actually, you know, Jesus gives him this name. He calls him the Spirit of Truth. He said, you know, the Spirit of Truth, he's actually going to guide you into all truth. He's only going to speak what he hears. Sometimes he's going to tell you things that are yet to come. Sometimes he's going to give you a sneak peek uh, of what's getting ready to happen. Right? All those things are going to happen. But then look at verse 14. Right? In verse 14, do you see what the Holy Spirit's going to do every single time? No matter whether he's giving you guidance in real time, whether he's giving you a little bit of sneak peek of what may be coming. Do you know what the Holy Spirit does every single time? He says this, the Holy Spirit will glorify me. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. That's so critical to understand here that the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus Christ. Okay? When you begin to understand that aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that his primary role is actually giving glory to Jesus every step of the way, it actually begins to answer a whole lot of questions. Because sometimes you ask the question, is this the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Is this the Holy Spirit asking me to do something? Well, the question you can ask right on the back end of this is who's being glorified if I, if I follow through on it? Who's going to be glorified if I do this thing? Is it me? Well, that should be a real clear indicator of who that's from. Is, or is Jesus going to be glorified if I say yes and walk in obedience to this? Right? This passage would say those things that glorify Jesus, that's from the Holy Spirit because that's what he does, and he's going to guide every single believer to, to uh, glorify Jesus as well because that's his ministry. That's what he does. And here's why this becomes really important, because Jesus said right here in these passages that the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority, okay? He's not over here just coming up with whatever he wants to say, but Jesus says he's only going to say the things that he hears. He's only going to hear the things, uh, excuse me, he's only going to say the things that he hears. And so the Holy Spirit is actually going to take from Jesus, and he's going to declare to us, and this is what Jesus said in verse 15, okay? Actually, let's do this. Verse 15, let's read this passage out loud together, starting with all that the Father has. Are you ready? Go. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit. He takes what belongs to Jesus, and he declares it to us. And so the reason this is important is because what Jesus is saying is that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in overwhelming unity, okay? They're in overwhelming unity in a way that can never be broken, all right? And so what the Holy Spirit says comes from Jesus. And what comes from Jesus actually belongs to the Father, right? You see what's going on here? So here's what the ramifications of that mean. You go, oh, wow, this seems like circular. I'm not sure if I'm totally tracking here. Let me tell you what it means. It means whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, whatever he says is always in agreement with the Father. It's always in agreement with the Son. And how has God clearly revealed the Father and the Son to us? Through the Scriptures. And so the Holy Spirit will always speak in unity and in agreement with the Bible because the Bible is from the Father, the Bible is from the Son, the Bible is from the Holy Spirit, right? And so the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Father. He'll never contradict Jesus. He'll never contradict the Bible because that's God's own word to us. It's truth written down. And so because of this eternal unity 
And because of the Holy Spirit's commitment to glorify Jesus, you have to understand this. You got to catch this. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to sin. You got to catch that. He's never going to lead you to sin. The Holy Spirit is never going to lead you or encourage you to hold on to and nurse a grudge. That's not from him. The Holy Spirit is never going to tell you you should withhold your prayers of blessing for other people, even your enemies. That's not the, the Holy Spirit would not lead you to do that. Because the scriptures speak, right, in the exact opposition to that. The Holy Spirit is actually never going to give you the okay to have sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You, you, you got to catch this. The Holy Spirit is never going to lead people into sin, in, into opposition to what the Bible has to say. And so where this comes from, and I've, I've heard it, I've seen it. People, right? You're, I can think of people. But what happens is, don't, listen, don't give the Holy Spirit credit for your sin. Oh, the Holy Spirit let me. No, he didn't. <laughs> if, it's, it's, if it's opposition to who God is and his character in the scripture, that's not the Holy Spirit. Because he only glorifies Jesus. He only speaks that which is in unity, that which is in agreement with God and his word. But what the Holy Spirit will lead you to do is he'll actually lead you to deny yourself. The Holy Spirit will actually lead you to battle against your sinful desires, to pray against them, right? To, to enlist the encouragement of other disciples to pray with you and to encourage you and to walk with you and all that, right? He'll place a desire in you to know and trust Jesus more and more. That's what he's going to do, right? These are the things he's going to lead you to give generously, even when it doesn't make sense. And other people go, why are you doing that stupid? I don't know. The Holy Spirit's leading me to do that. He's going to give you boldness to share the gospel, right? These are things the Holy Spirit will do, right? He's going to guide you to sacrifice when there's no return. And so the question then becomes this, like, well, how do I know? How do I know if this is from the Holy Spirit? It's not from the Holy Spirit. This is where you go back to read the scriptures, what, is, what does the scripture say about this? What does the scripture say about forgiveness? What does the scripture say about purity? What does the scripture say about generosity? What does the scripture say about sacrifice, right? And so you're always lining this up to what you believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you because the Holy Spirit will always speak in agreement with the Bible. And so you have to catch that, right? The Holy Spirit will speak. The Holy Spirit will speak truth. The Holy Spirit will speak to you in real time. The Holy Spirit will speak what he hears, he speaks to glorify Jesus, right? The Holy Spirit speaks. And so one of the key ministries of the Holy Spirit is to speak, which means one of the key ministries for disciples is to listen. One of the key ministries of the Holy Spirit is to speak, which means one of the key ministries of disciples is to listen and to listen for his voice. Listen to his voice speaking to our spirits. When we hear what he says, we obey, right? I like to talk about discipleship in, in really simple, uh, what I like to call irreducibly minimum terms. Uh, and so uh, when I think about discipleship, there's all these different thoughts that are out there, and I think that's fine. But if I could like uh, condense that down into three words and make it really simple, I would say the essence of discipleship is this, hear and obey, Hear and obey, that that's the essence of it, right? That we would learn to hear the voice of God, and then we would act on it. We would hear what he has to say, and then we would obey that, right? That's the essence of it. Did you know that God 
actually spoke to Jesus during his earthly ministry and Jesus obeyed? You know, that was actually his lifestyle. His lifestyle was to hear the voice of God, to hear the, the leadings of the Holy Spirit and then do that, right? In multiple places in the Gospel of John, Jesus says things like this. Uh, the Son does nothing on his own, but only that which the Father tells him to do. The Son says nothing. He speaks nothing on his own authority, but he only says that which the Father tells him to say, right? This, I did not come to glorify the Son, but I came to glorify the Father, right? This is what Jesus says in multiple places. And so Jesus is living this hear and obey lifestyle. He followed the direction of, of the Holy Spirit. Think about this. He never turned to the left or to the right when it came to God's leadership. Never even once. He never sinned. He never did his own thing. He always walked in obedience to Jesus Christ, or to the Father. And that obedience led him to the cross, to sacrifice, to lay down himself for you, for me, right? Like he, he took up ownership of my sin. He took up ownership of your sin, and he made it his own, Right? And then there's this amazing cosmic transaction that is totally unfair, right? He takes ownership of my sin, right? All of my unrighteousness, all of my disobedience, all of my shaking my fist in the face of God. I will do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it, with whoever I want to do it. He takes that as his own. And then his perfect record, never turning away from God's leadership, righteousness, holiness, purity, right? All of that. And he actually gives that to me. He applies it to my life. And when I put my faith in him, that by grace I get all of his blessings and he got all of my punishment, right? Jesus lived this hear, hear and obey lifestyle. And so the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to speak and our ministry is to listen. So the big question becomes, well, how, how do I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do I do that? What does that look like? How does that play out? Well, the Holy Spirit actually speaks through three ways, okay? Three ways he speaks to us. He speaks through the Bible. He speaks through other growing disciples, and I use that term very uh, specifically, and he speaks through prayer. So the Holy Spirit speaks through the Bible, he speaks through other growing disciples, and he speaks through prayer. And so the Holy Spirit um, speaks through the Bible. Um, he actually inspired the Bible writers uh, when they were writing. So this wasn't like people who go, hmm, here's some cool thoughts about God. Uh, no, actually, the Holy Spirit was inspiring them, leading them to write. Um, and so when you're reading the Bible, you're not reading like other people's thoughts about God. You're actually reading God's words about himself, how he's chosen to reveal himself. And so what will happen is the Holy Spirit will actually speak to you through the Bible. He helps you to understand what you're reading. He helps you to know God more. That's actually what Jesus was referring to when he said that the spirit of truth is going to lead you into all truth. The, the, the Spirit is going to take truth from the Scripture, and He's going to lead us in understanding it and how to apply that. I don't know, have you ever been in this situation where you're like, you know, maybe you're like reading the Bible, and you're, you're reading through a passage, and all of a sudden, there's like this verse that just grabs your attention. And even though you keep reading it, like your brain just keeps going back to that passage, even as you're going forward. And, and you can't get that verse, right, that thought out of your mind. Has that ever happened to you? Like you're just like, man, oh, I can't get away from this thing. I have found that many times that that is the Holy Spirit saying, I want to talk to you about this thing right here, right? 
And so when, when you're sensing that and you're reading the Bible and this passage is just hanging on and hanging on and hanging on, don't dismiss that and like move on like, you know, get out, get out, get out, right? Like, no, hang there, linger there, sit there for a little bit and literally just ask the Holy Spirit, what do you, what am I missing? You obviously want to say something to me. What am I missing about this thing, Right? Just hang out there because the Holy Spirit speaks through the Bible. And when you're reading the Bible, it's not about taking, right, your spiritual vitamins in the morning. And so now I did a good thing for God, which now forces God to do good things for me throughout the day. That's not what this is talking about, right? We're talking about reading the scriptures in a way that we actually discover the character of God and we begin to hear his voice more and more in our personal lives because he'll speak to us through the Bible. But the Holy Spirit also speaks through other growing disciples, Right? So there's other growing disciples that are connected to your life that God will use to speak into your life in different ways. Sometimes how that'll play out is like you're in your small group, or <laughs> I have to chuckle, your small group, your lighthouse group, your family group, your community group, your life group, your discovery group, your, I don't know, whatever. We got like 27 names for these bad boys, I don't know. So whatever group you're in, baby, uh, you know, you're like in that thing, and uh, you're like talking about life, and you share something that's like really challenging in your life. And then what happens, like this other person kind of steps in and goes, oh, wow. Hey, could I share something with you? And then they end up sharing like this thought or this idea or something from their own life. And you're like, oh, I needed, that's what I, I needed to hear. Wow. That, that's so encouraging or that's so helpful or that gives me guidance on next steps that I, that I could be taking in my life, right? You know what that is? It's the Holy Spirit speaking through another growing disciple. Because guess what? The same Holy Spirit that lives inside of you lives inside of every other growing disciple, right? And so the Holy Spirit will use other disciples to speak into your life. You know, a lot of times, um, actually people from, from our family here at Lighthouse Community in Bluffton and, and, and other places, they'll actually share with us about how God is speaking to them through, through the teaching or he's speaking to them through song choices or through our times of prayer, right? And they're like, man, I heard God clearly, Right? That's the Holy Spirit speaking through other growing disciples. So he does that. So listen, right? The Holy Spirit also talks through, through prayer, okay? So he'll talk to you when you pray. So here's a question. When you pray, do you do all the talking? Oh, I guess maybe for a couple people <laughs> who are willing to admit, right? When you pray, do you do all the talking? Do you like share all the needs of all the things in all your life and all your family and all your friends and you go through that and you're like, okay, God, if you could just go ahead and take care of that, catch you later, right? Um, and you head on out. Um, is that, you know, and you move on with your agenda. Or when you pray, do you actually intentionally spend time listening? You spend time silent. Listening for what God may have to say to you right? Do you potentially write down thoughts that may come into your mind? Names of faces that people who enter into your mind, right? Things you're wrestling with, things you're stressed about, things you're worrying about, right? The next time you pray, you might do this. You might actually take a pencil and a notebook with you, and you intentionally just spend time listening, for the voice of the Holy Spirit and just sit in silence at his feet and listen. And here's what I do. Just write down all the things that come to mind. All of it, right? Just write all of it. Now, here's what I'm not saying. 
Okay, don't misread me. What I'm not saying is that every thought that comes into your mind is from the Holy Spirit. Some of you know that's not the case. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Some of those thoughts actually clearly will not be from God. They will not be from the Holy Spirit, okay? Not every thought is from him. But listen, even those thoughts that aren't from him and they're actually from you, or they're actually these like sideways weird ideas that you're not sure where they came out of, they actually begin to reveal some things that may be stored up in your heart and that you may need to ask the Holy Spirit to deal with in your own life, right? When you're sitting there and like there's this overwhelming anger that just pops up out of nowhere. God, what is that about? Where is that from, right? Maybe a name, right, pops up into your mind, right? Think about this, right? Not, not every thought that comes out of your, when you're writing down is going to be from God, but some of them will be. What if, what if a name or what if a face pops into your mind and you write it, write it down? And then from there, you're like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to pray for that person. And then after I get done with praying, I'm actually going to call them and just see how they're doing, right? And you call them and you find out and they go and you say, hey, how are you doing? I was just checking in on you. What's going on? I'm like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, man, I just prayed for you. You did? Oh, man, I can't believe that, right? And so now, right, God is using your time of prayer in real time to actually serve, bless, and encourage other people, right, in your life. He may lead you to reach out to them and bless them in different ways. But you have to understand that the Holy Spirit's going to speak through prayer. He's going to speak through other growing disciples. He's going to speak through Scripture. He's going to speak to you. But let me share one last principle when you're discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit, okay? This is, this is going to help out immensely. Start with learning how to hear him through the Bible. That's where you got to begin. Some, some uh, who are newer to faith or you're not really actually grounded in Scripture real well, you want to like hear a God speak to you through prayer and through other people and whatever, and you kind of get like this excitement or whatever, and then you get into high levels of confusion because you're going, I don't know what, how do I know what's from God? I don't know. Well, if you started with the Bible, God's already clearly revealed himself through the Scripture. He's revealed his character, he's revealed his plan, he's revealed his will, he's revealed, right? He's, all of those things are in there. And so actually, if you just dial into the scripture, you, you just bypass a lot of those questions uh, that come with that. And so when you're not sure, and when you think you do hear something through prayer, when you think you do hear something through another growing disciple, and you're not entirely sure, guess where you run to? The Bible. Because God's already overwhelmingly revealed himself through the scripture. And so you're checking things, you know. So like your friend comes to you and, you know, like uh, things are just kind of challenging. You know, they're not like horrible, but they're just kind of not the way they were. And your friend comes and you go, you know, well, you probably ought to divorce them. And you go, is that from God? Right? You go to the scripture. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Right? You know what I would do? I would, I would cut them out and never, ever talk. Like, you just don't ever think about them ever again because they hurt you. Pray for your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Okay, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> if I were you, I wouldn't forgive them. Forgive them. Oh. <laughs> it's all in there, man. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I, and by the way, I'm just hearing stories from my own life. Right? <laughs> like, this is just all stuff I wrestle with. So, um, Listen, one of the roles we said that the Holy Spirit uh, does is he glorifies Jesus. You want to know one of the most beautiful ways the Holy Spirit has glorified Jesus? It's actually through the scriptures. 
He's the one who inspired the writers to write it. And the, and the, and the scriptures uh, are like, they glorify Jesus, right? They point to hope in him alone. The Bible guides people into truth about our origins, our purpose, our relationship with God, all of those things. And so the Bible is this beautiful gift from the Holy Spirit. And remember, whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, he always speaks in agreement with Jesus, who always speaks in agreement with the Father, right? Because everything that's mine belongs to the Father, and the Holy Spirit's going to take from me and give to you. Right? So there's always going to be overwhelming unity. So the Holy Spirit's ministry is to speak. Our ministry is to listen and then act in obedience to what he has said. And I know some of you guys are, might be going, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just this whole thing of like listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is new. I'm wrestling with this. I don't know about that. Did you actually know that if you're here this morning, if you're joining us online and you're actually, you're a genuine born again believer, do you know you've actually already, already heard the voice of God? You've already heard the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Or do you think when you came to faith in Jesus that that was like your really good idea? When you said yes to Jesus Christ, you only said yes because the Holy Spirit was inviting you. And you heard his voice, whether it was through prayer, whether it was through scripture, whether it's through another growing disciple explaining clearly the gospel, you heard it, and you said yes. You've already heard his voice, and you've already acted in obedience. What I want to do is help all of us lean into that even more, right? And so I want to invite everyone. I just want to invite everyone at all of our locations to take a next step today. And here's what I want you to do. I want to make this really, really practical. Uh, John had mentioned the blue connection card in your bulletin. I want everybody to find that. Pull it out. If you're online, go to uh, mylighthousecommunity.com forward slash cc. Um, you can go there. All the next steps are there. But I want you to look at that. There is a next step on there that I want to invite you to take, and it's simply this. I will spend at least 15 minutes each day listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit through Bible, through prayer, through another growing disciple. And so I want to encourage you to take that next step, all right? And I'll explain in a moment why I want you to check it, and I want you to write your name on that card. If you're engaging in Bible and prayer, here's what you're going to want to do this week. You're going to want to get alone, okay? You want to get, get by yourself, right? Go in your room, um, get by yourself, or, you know, close the door, go in your office, or maybe somewhere outside. You, know, you can be alone and, and get a little bit of privacy. Here's the thing. Some of you, some of you moms are already going, yeah, privacy, good luck, uh, right? <laughs> Depending on how carnal your children are, uh, <laughs> Actually, most people are going to honor your request to say, hey, I just need a few minutes. And you just say, I just need to be with God. That's almost like this, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Crazy woman in the building. Uh, you know, no, but um, no, most people are going to honor your space. And so when you do that with scripture and prayer, what I would do is just start off by beginning to tell, like, ask God, God, I just want to hear from you. I just want to hear from you. Right? That's where I would start. And then you might begin reading the Bible. And then, like we talked about, if a passage sticks out to you, meditate on that. Just stick on that passage. Don't blow past it and move on. Hang there on that passage, right? So you, you might do that and ask God, what are you wanting to teach me uh, through this today? Write down what you hear. If it seems like it's from God, take a, take a step. If you're not 100% sure, right, like talk to another growing disciple. I think I heard God say this through the Bible. What do you think? Does this seem right, right? Uh, maybe you want to spend time praying. Same thing, God, I just want to hear from you today. And I would start out with just worshiping and celebrating who he is. God, you're amazing. You're incredible. 
There's no one like you, right? I mean, gosh, there's like literally hundreds of uh, characteristics of who God is revealed in the scripture. But lean into that thing and just celebrate him. You might confess sin in your life. You might ask uh, for forgiveness. You should. But then you might start writing down things that you hear the Holy Spirit saying to you, right? Maybe things you're worried about and you just lay them out. Hey, I'm worried about this. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I think you have a plan. You're probably pretty trustworthy, right? And you just kind of go through that. Write down what you hear. If it seems like it's from God, take action. If you're not entirely sure, go talk to another growing disciple, right? Ask them. I think I heard this in the Bible. I think I heard this through prayer. Does this seem right? Does this seem like wanky? What is going on here? What does all that look like? Then discern and take next steps. But listen, learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, right? And you can begin by taking at least 15 minutes by choosing, right? Intentionally choosing to hear his voice through scripture, prayer, or another growing disciple, right? And the more you listen for him, the more you hear him. And the more you hear him, the more you listen for him, right? And then you start walking in obedience to that. And so um, the reason I want you to take that next step on your connection card, and I'd like you to put your name on the front of it or, or do it online, um, I just, I want to pray for you this week. I want to go through and pray for every single individual who says, I'm taking this next step because I want to pray alongside of you that you would hear God's voice clearly. Because when you do, oh, man. There's not a lot of things like it, right? And then lean into it. Um, I remember when I was early on in learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit um, in my life. Uh, and I was always wondering, right, is this God? Is this me? What is this? And one of those moments sticks out really clearly to me. Um, I was always like, you know, after I came to faith, I was always like, I loved blessing people with kindness, and then that opened up the door to share the gospel with somebody. So it's pretty common. Christine and I go out to eat. Um, you know, our server would bring our food, and I'd pause and say, hey, we're going to pray for our meal. Uh, we'd like to pray for you. Is there anything we can pray for? And uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, we'd pray for them, and it'd like open up some doors for conversation. Or we'd just, you know, do an, an act of kindness in God's name, and it'd open up a door um, to talk about the gospel. So that wasn't totally out of my uh, normal operating system. But one day, I was by myself, and I was at Dairy Queen. This was years and years ago. Um, so it wasn't the one over here. Uh, and somebody goes, I've been to that one. No, no, not that one. Um, so I was at Dairy Queen. Somebody goes, what a poor lunch choice. But anyways, <laughs> nonetheless, this is my story. Uh, <laughs> um, but I was at Dairy Queen, and I'm standing in line. There's a couple of people ahead of me. They're ordering. And I just really clearly like, got this impression, uh, pay for the next order of whoever walks in the door. And I was like, I could do that, right? Got my, like, my new crisp $20 bill. So I'm like, you know, this is good. It was like 18 years ago. So, I mean, you could really, 20 bucks went a long way. Uh, but so I'm there, like, I could do that. So I'm just like, whatever, next person orders. I'm like one or two people away. And then I hear the door open. And I look over. And who comes walking in? Like six of the tallest and like biggest construction workers I have ever seen in my life, right? And they looked like they had been working all morning. And I'm like, I think I heard wrong. You know, like I don't, you know, like Andrew Jackson's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I don't think this is going to work, Lord. Um, so, you know, that person's worrying. So I'm like freaking out. You know, I'm looking at them, looking like, I don't think this is going to work. So I get up there to order, and I ordered my food, and I'm like, okay, I think we're about done. I get, Lord, but again, I just heard it again real quick, pay for the whoever comes in next. So then we're getting ready to, you know, I'm getting ready to give the money, and I'm like, okay, we're good. And then the person goes, is there anything else you'd like? <laughs> See, God speaks to people who aren't even believers sometimes. But 
So, and I'm, and I'm like, and I said, no. And I gave her my money. I got my change. And I sulked over to a booth nearby, right? And I was sitting close enough that I could hear all the next conversation. These, I mean, every one of them had to have been at least nine and a half feet tall. And, but the one guy walks up and she says, hey, what can I get for you today? And the guy's like, we want six $1 vanilla cones. Yeah. That story sticks out to me still today after being like a decade and a half old. Not because I live like in this moment of regret, but I I think about often, what was God maybe going to do in that moment? You know, in my life, in these six construction workers' lives, but I missed it because I got afraid. I thought I'd heard, but I wasn't sure, and I convinced myself out of it. And so I remember, I go back to that story somewhat regularly in my own life just to remind myself, God is good. And, and let's say, well, I don't even play out the ramifications of that, but God's good and he can be trusted. You have to know that. And the more you lean into the scripture and reveal his character about who he is, you see that. And you recognize, I can trust God. I can trust him every time. Right? But the more I learn to hear his voice, the more I see him working in me, the more I see him working through me. And I just don't want anybody else to miss out on that. I want you to engage in that. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Because the Holy Spirit will speak. And it's wonderful. I want to invite everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. We ask the same question Every Sunday morning when we're together, it's simply this, Jesus, what are you saying to me through this message? What are you saying through this scripture? And I just want you to listen for a moment. Well, we want to pray for you. And so in just a moment, we're going to sing another song. And during that time, we're actually going to have prayer leaders at different places in the room. Actually, all four corners. So we'll have a prayer leader up here, up here, in the back corner, and then back by the sound booth. And they're actually all wearing lanyards that say prayer team. And so you can go to them, and you can pray about any area of your life. And you don't have to be embarrassed to want prayer. Because every single one of us need prayer. I need prayer. John needs prayer. All of the mats in our church need prayer. Right? So don't ever be embarrassed to ask for prayer. But in just a moment, and when the band starts singing, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And if you want prayer, I'm going to invite you. You can head to the, one of the back corners of the room, one of the front corners of the room, and we have people who are ready to pray with you. And they are excited to pray with you today about anything. And so let me pray for you. And then I want to invite you to take a step and pray this morning as well. And listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Actually, I want to ask everybody to do this here in the house. If you'll stand right where you're at. 
and I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every single person who needs prayer right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 9.09 or 11.11. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.